This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, September 14th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. Biden picks Trevino as trade negotiator. Bills failed to pass as session closes. Dems shields stepped-up basis but target estate taxation. Several labor and environmental bills failed to pass. The dust has settled after a flurry of activity as the legislature wrapped up its session late Friday. The governor now has a month to decide the fate of hundreds of bills sent to his desk. Many others either failed to pass or were converted into two-year bills by the author. Most notably among those left on the cutting room floor was a carbon neutrality measure that fell shy of passing by seven votes in the Senate. AB 1395 proposed cutting greenhouse gas emissions to 90% of 1990 levels by 2045. Meanwhile, a separate measure setting carbon sequestration goals for natural and working lands was also part. With labor issues, lawmakers held two bills aimed at tightening state regulations for H-2A guest workers. AB 857 would have required employers to notify workers of housing and labor rights and pay for travel time to work sites. AB 364, it would have extended existing state protections for temporary visa holders to workers employed under farm labor contractors. Two-year measures will pick up in January where they left off, while others would have to return to policy committees as new measures. Water Commission discusses SGMA and other valley issues. The Water Commission is dedicating its monthly meeting today to issues affecting the San Joaquin Valley. Department of Water Resources Director Carla Nemeth and other officials will share the administration's perspective on the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act, the State Water Project, and how drinking water goals intersect with agriculture. Nemeth will also cover the state's drought response and plans for addressing subsidence issues along the California aqueduct. DWR has a lot of work to do to ensure the system continues to deliver water supplies to our agricultural and urban partners for the next 50 years, said Nemeth in a statement. The commission will also hear from small farm advisors, environmental justice groups, and law and policy experts. Biden picks almond exec Trevino for chief ag negotiator. The Biden administration announced yesterday its plan to nominate Elaine Trevino, president of the Almond Alliance of California and former deputy secretary for the California Department of Food and Agriculture, to the next chief agriculture trade negotiator at the office of the U.S. Trade Representative. Trevino will be filling a key role for the U.S. ag sector as the Biden administration wrestles with how it should deal with China and what the U.S. goals will be for potential free trade agreements with the U.K., the European Union, and Kenya. Those are all holdover issues from the Trump administration, but the U.S. ag sector is also keen for the Biden administration to forge ahead with new free trade agreements in Southeast Asia or perhaps even enter talks to rejoin the Trans-Pacific Partnership. 
For those reasons and more, U.S. lawmakers and farm sector leaders have been pressing the Biden administration to nominate a chief ag negotiator. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Now, speaking of trade, some 77 ag and food associations are urging the Biden administration to take a more active role in making sure overseas exporters are not dictating U.S. exports. The groups say more than 70% of containers are departing the West Coast empty. Right now, imports seem to be enjoying the equivalent of an eight-lane highway, while our exports have been relegated to narrow country roads. That's not right. And we know that Congress and the administration can take steps to create fair trading practices. The letter to President Joe Biden reads, Dems shield stepped-up basis, but target estate taxation. Farm groups are breathing a collective sigh of relief that congressional Democrats have dropped the idea of taxing capital gains at death, preserving the benefits of stepped-up basis. But many still need to start talking to their tax advisors about just what's in the legislation and how it could affect their tax planning. The legislation that the House Ways and Means Committee is debating this week would cut the estate tax exemption to the 2010 level of $5 million adjusted for inflation. But there's another change in the bill, an increased property valuation reduction that could offset the impact of cutting the exemption, which is now $11.7 billion. Other changes that could affect some farms include changes in corporate tax rates and an increase in individual income taxes for higher earners. The bottom line, there is a high likelihood that some form of this legislation will become law before the end of the year. People should not wait to get on top of these changes, said Brian Keel of Keiko Isom, an accounting and consulting firm. The tax package would help to pay for the cost of the Democrats' $3.5 trillion Build Back Better spending plan. However, the tax section may shrink before the bill gets to the finish line since at least two Democratic senators say they won't support legislation that big. You can follow our coverage of the developing bill at AgriPulse.com. Democrats advance incomplete ag spending plan. The Democratic-controlled House Agriculture Committee yesterday approved a partisan spending package that is expected to grow to $94 billion once new funding for Farm Bill conservation programs is added. The legislation that the committee advanced on a party line at 27 to 24 vote would provide $66 billion for agriculture research, renewable energy, rural development, and forestry. The legislation will be folded into that $3.5 trillion Build Back Better spending plan that Democrats are developing to carry out President Biden's progressive agenda, including measures to address climate change. The $28 billion in conservation program funding will be added to the package before it is considered on the House floor, said House Ag Committee Chair David Scott of Georgia. He said the provisions were held up because of delays in getting cost estimates. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Here's today's He Said It. We cannot afford partisanship when it comes to food, to nutrition, and to hunger. That Chef Jose Andres at a bipartisan policy center event yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, September 14th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. 
for AgriPulse Daybreak West. I'm Jeff Daly.